like, cow! Cow! Welcome to my nightmare. How are you not dead? I have no idea! They're always after me, Lucky Charms. Like that's gonna happen? No, it's not. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers! I want the truth! You can't handle the truth! Look what I got. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? It's gonna be shit. The first rule of Fight Club is... You do not talk about Fight Club. Second rule of Fight Club is... What's your favorite scary movie? You are Elastigirl! Somebody, please! Get this man a gun. Seventh rule. Fight will go on as long as they have to. Fatality. Hadouken! If you're referring to the incident with the dragon, I was barely involved. What's the matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost. Hello, and welcome to your monthly edition of Horror Movie News. My name is Scott. And my name is Mark. And this is the show where we, well, funnily enough, tell you about what's coming up in horror and give you just a bit of general general chat. Um, we started a new bit last month, which was new cinema releases coming the following month. In May, we do not have a single horror movie coming to cinema release, so... That bit's been put to bed. Um, sorry about that. <laughs> Shitload of news to bring you, though. <laughs> I'm, I'm glad that's been put to bed because I completely forgot about that. <laughs> on, honestly, I looked, I looked this morning. I was like, I wonder what we've got in May. Oh, nothing. <laughs> Have we generally got nothing at all? No cinematic releases for horror movies in May. Loads in June, none in May. It's a short month, though, isn't it? It's a short month, and we've just come off the back of. Evil Dead Rise and Renfield and uh, what else? Scream. And we've had uh, the Pope's Exorcist. We've had a decent, we had a yes. decent amount. I think we, we're, we're allowed a month off. Um, speaking of the Pope's Exorcist, that's been greenlit for a sequel. Have you seen it yet? No, have you? Yes. And? Uh, I sit somewhere. I, I was pumped for it. I was pumped for it. Yeah, but it's it, not really going to get my bums in seat in terms of cinema. It, it, it sits somewhere between, I don't know, sits somewhere between Constantine and John Wick. Yeah, that's kind of what I got from the trailer, I'll be honest. Yeah, R- Russell Crowe's great. Some of the effects in it are like eye roll, like someone drag and drop like stationary effects over after. it's Some of it's not great, but yeah, it, it, it was all right. Um, but yeah, it's been greenlit for a sequel. Um, no details on cast or crew or anything yet. That's my. Well, that's I'll, my... I'll check out. I'll check out the first one before I make my yeah. mind up on whether it's worthy or not. Yeah, um, that, that's my first tip bit of news. Um, another little bit. Marvel are releasing Craven the Hunter. And yeah, I've they... seen it. They've cast um, the dude from Kickass as the main guy, Aaron Taylor Johnson. Is that right? That's it. Yeah. Um, now, they were questioned quite heavily because the comic book of Craven is brutal. I'm really brutal. And they asked the director outright, what rating is this getting? And he laughed and went, this will get an R. And I can guarantee you it will get an R because we've got scenes where Craven rips someone's skin clean off their back. And we've got a scene where he rips someone's heart out and I will refuse to cut them. Brilliant. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, I like you already. 
Yeah, um, I'm not very familiar with the comics or the character, to be honest. I know he's a fan favourite and people tend to sort of always, whenever Spider-Man's thrown into conversation, it's always like, give us Craven the Hunter. Because I think Jason Momoa was in talks at one point to be yeah. Craven. Um, but yeah, I don't know anything at all, really. He, he's just after, so he's trying to hunt the ultimate game. So he's like hunted tigers and lions and bears. Oh my. He's hunted all of those. And he just wants the next big thing to hunt. And Spider-Man is that, is that give challenge him, for him. Give him a predator. See how he gets no, on. I, I, honestly, I reckon he'd have a good go. Yeah? Yeah, I, I think he would. So um, is he a superpowers? Has he got abilities? Uh, or is he just, no, is he he's just, just human? He's just, just fucking, he's just built like a tank and hard as nails, I think is the gist of it. So he's Arnie, basically. Yeah. Yeah, if this was made in the 80s, Arnie would have played Craven the Hunter. Conan the Barbarian taking on Spider-Man. Yeah, exactly that. Um, but that's not what I'm excited about. What I'm excited about is on the back of those comments, Marvel have gone back to the drawing board and decided they're going to make Blade an R. Yes, they are. I, I saw this myself, actually. They've also cast Mia Goth in the role of... I know. She's going to play uh, Lilith. Is it being confirmed that she played Lilith? No, but I don't think there's anyone else in the Blade universe that would warrant bringing an actress of that calibre and cost onto play. Yeah, you can't... It, stuff like this with Marvel announcements is kind of like... Uh, it's a bit of a mixed bag, isn't it? Because you like when you take someone as high-profile as Mia Goth and you cast her in something like a beeline character in Blade, you can like, oh, well, you've kind of now limited her ability to take on anything bigger within the universe, if that yeah. makes sense. The thing is, though, it depends on, like, if they're going to start doing R-rated, so if they're doing Craven the Hunter and Blade, and we know that Deadpool's going to be R-rated, are they going to pull away some of these characters and give us a grown-ups universe? I'll take I hope that they do. I hope they do. I think it's something that they should focus on more because yeah. at the end of the day, it's the same as the Harry Potter films. Um, you kind of watch Philosopher's Stone. It's a very kid-centric film, but as those films progress, they progress with the audience and they get yeah. more mature as they go on. And I feel like Marvel is now at a point where if they carry on churning out kid-friendly products, the people who have been watching them since Iron Man 1 yeah, are slowly going to start drifting off and they're going to lose a big percentage of their audience because people who are now new to this universe are not going to know where to start with them. You yeah. can't drop Guardians of the Galaxy 3 or, I don't know, one of the other ones, Ant-Man 12, and then expect people who have never seen the rest of them to go and pay for cinema tickets to see them. Whereas if you grow with an audience you're more likely to keep that box off its ticket. You can see, you can see with the rest of them that are coming out now that they're slowly dec- declining yeah. in terms of box office, box office profit. And I think that's due to them refusing to grow with their audience and mature with their audience. So I hope they do take this path and I hope that Deadpool comes out and is the birth of, of a mature side of, of what the films are. Cause there's no reason why they can't still keep producing these kid friendly, sillier, lighter hearted films, which they are doing a lot of with the uh, TV shows. And now yeah. a lot of the stuff that came out on Disney plus is now 
going straight to films, which was, I think, their original intention anyway, before pandemic hit and and sort of squashed it all. But there's a lot of characters that were introduced in a lot of those TV series that are very light-hearted that could still bring in new audiences. But again, they're also going to grow with time. And I yeah, think that of moving into a more mature way and having, you can still have the best of both worlds, but pigeonholing not having R-rated films within a, in a universe that is so wide scope now at this point just seems foolish to me. Yeah, and by having, if you had an R-rated universe, being able to take a character from the fluffy, happy universe, for example, Thor, Chris Hemsworth, just drop him in for a couple of minute cameo where he gets in to throw a couple of fuck you wanker shit bollocks around, rip someone's head clean off, and then you can go pop him back in the kiddies universe and you get all the people like you and me who've watched Thor all the way through be kid-friendly come in and decapitate someone with, with his hammer. Fully in for that. Get get yeah. Robert Downey Jr. back and just get him like dropping f bombs and like evaporating people with his lasers. I just Ooh, feel like that. it's a market they should be focusing focusing on, don't you? Yeah, because the R-rated market is you and me, and we're the ones with a little bit of disposable income who can go to the cinema. Not my fifteen, sixteen-year-old kids who the only way they get to the cinema is if I pay for them to go. Yeah. And we've also grown up with these characters. We've, yeah. we've from the age of twenty now, have been watching. <laughs> are we Marvel saying? Films. They, are we saying they belong to us? That I ours. think so. Yeah, I think that's right to say. I think that's a fair comment to make, don't you? Yeah, I, I do. You can have all the new ones. You can have all of those. I'm not interested in the new ones. I want the characters that I've grown up with, and also Blade belongs to me because I was watching Blade in 1990 when it first came out. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So that needs to be an R rated. It's stupid to have a vampire film that's not an R rated. Oh, could you Especially imagine... when it revolves around the character of Blade. Yeah, a character who is known for decapitating, viciously cutting up people who are hunting and killing people viciously. How do you fit that in a PG 13 world? You just don't. It baffles my mind when they came out and said that it was going to be PG 13. I just I wouldn't know how they would handle that film at all <laughs> i'm guessing they've realized that they can't hence why yeah. it's now an R. I think so i think so but while we were on the topic of mia goth they've announced a few cast members for the upcoming maxine film I know. have you seen some of the casting nominations we've got kevin yeah, bacon kevin bacon kevin bacon man he's gonna play some sort of weird creepy exact isn't he you've got it- to yeah, he's going to be like her manager or something like that, and he's going to die a very gruesome death. I'm calling yeah. it now. Yeah, and you've got Gus Thring from Breaking Bad universe. He's in it. Yeah. And also some pop star that I can't remember her name, but she plays the elephant in the Sing films. <laughs> yeah. Hayley, but, Halsey. Yeah. Hal- Halsey. Halsey, yeah, she's in yeah. it as well. Uh, but you've not seen Pearl yet. No, I haven't. Ah, oh, get Pearl on your watch list. I will, I will. I, and Maxine's probably something I'm going to try and get to the cinema to watch. Um, so I'll definitely catch up on Pearl before then. Yeah. I was just disappointed with X, wasn't I, slightly? And it's just not really drawn me to it. Pearl, I think, will be... Pearl, for you, will go one way or the other. You're either going to go in and you're going to completely buy into 
how bonkers and wacky and the fact it's like watching The Wizard of Oz. Or you're going to sit there and you're not going to buy into it and you're going to hate every second of it. I think the thing is, I watched Mia Goth in Infinity Pool recently and her performance, and that was spellbinding. So I think after seeing her do something outside of X, because X was my first interaction with her, so seeing her do something so unique as a character actor has made me more intrigued to see what she does with Pearl. Pearl is... I would, I've seen Infinity Pool as well and thought it was great. I would say Pearl is by far her best acting performance. By far. Miles. Really? So, well, that so, guess so I'm, I am curious. I am curious to see it. But like I say, it's just... I was I was disheartened by X, I think. Yeah. Yeah. But so, Pearl is... Pearl is... If you crossed The Wizard of Oz with X and kept all those vibrant colours of The Wizard of Oz and put the dark undertones of X into it, that's kind of what you get in Pearl. Okay, that sounds interesting. It's very bizarre. Like When it opens up and it's like this fucking like contrast turned up to a million Technicolor dream coat of a world, and you're like, the fuck is this? And it takes you a good like 20 minutes to like buy into, okay, this is what this is. And then once you buy into it, it's so good. So good. It's bored. Honestly, it's borderline a musical. Right. I'll make a pledge now that I will watch it before next week's news. Next month's news. Next month's news. Yeah, that gives you four weeks. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah, yeah. that's fine. I can t- I can do that. I can do that. And um, the other tidbit of news I've got is that the Kim Kardashian herself has been cast in American st- Horror Stories latest season. <laughs> I was tormenting everyone in group chat about this. You were, you were <laughs> claiming your love for the Kardashians. <laughs> Everyone's saying like, who? I can't remember who, which one of his it was who said um, Kim Kardashian is everything that's wrong with Hollywood. I was like, I think she's wonderful. She's a wonderful person and does great things. And everyone was like, just ripping into me. Yeah, I think it was Elise that was on the major bashing scene. She was not a fan. No, um, could she act? I mean, she's made a porno. Does that count? Yeah, I mean, she. she I don't know. Does it? Is that in her? Is that on her IMDb? Come back to the Kardashians. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to waste too much time on that because they don't deserve it. Um, we mentioned Harry Potter earlier. That is getting a HBO Max TV series. Yeah, not technically horror movie but i wanted to kind of talk about this as well how yes. do we feel about them recasting harry potter i'm pretty happy about it to be honest with you i like yeah. this universe i like the harry potter i'm not a fan of the fantastic beasts and all that bullshit but no and i've heard some interesting things on casting so apparently some of the original cast are going to return but play other characters so at the moment, it looks like the guy who played uh, Draco Malfoy yep. is now going to play Lucius Malfoy, the dad. Oh, that's pretty cool. And it looks like the girl who played Ron's younger sister yep. and Daniel Radcliffe may return and play James and Lily Potter. Oh, that's really, really cool. And if they do that, I think that is enough to appease the people who've got issues with this. But again, I don't see why you would. Ah, because, because it's not 
People it, love it, it doesn't don't they? Take any, yeah, but it doesn't... T- have this conversation all the time. It doesn't take anything away from what we already have. If it comes no. out and it's great, then fair enough. If it comes out and it's shit, it doesn't matter. Just forget about it. I think the hardest thing they must the thing they must be struggling with is this is ten seasons over ten years. It's one season a year. Trying yep. to pick actors and actresses to play the older cast members must be a real challenge because you need to pick someone who looks old enough, but is not too old that they might not make the end of the show. Well, that's what they did with Dumbledore in like the first two or three, was it not? Yeah, Richard Harris died, didn't he? And they replaced him with uh, the other guy, Michael, Michael Gambon. Yeah. yeah and I, Corner from Top Gear. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and I think that must be a challenge for them because they don't want to have to recast this. I think they want to get this and get it right. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I think it will work. I mean, I've read the books and I think in a long form series, it will work better and they'll be able to flesh out a lot of the stuff that I loved in the books that they just ignored in the movies. But there's also some stuff in there that's quite problematic for them to deal with. If they put it into the series, things like Hermione fighting for the rights for all elves to be free. And basically... Everyone, including all the teachers, and everyone's like, the fuck are you on about, you weird little muggle? Right, oh, no, okay. you, you weird little mudblood. What are you going on about? No, elves serve wizards. They always have. And like, even like the good characters are like, so fucking wrong with you. And I don't know how well that will come across in a modern world. Yeah, because there's been a lot of beef towards um, J.K. Rowling, hasn't there, at the moment, in recent yeah. news and... I don't know the politics of it. I tend not to get involved. I don't know why she's being criticised or what she's done or said. But If I'm honest, this goes back to the argument of separating art from the artist. I I don't give a fuck what J.K. Rowling thinks, says or does. What I care about is that what she created is good, it's interesting, and it's entertaining. I don't, I, give a shit, I don't give a shit what her politics are. I don't give a toss. What I care yeah. about is what has she produced and is it any good? Yeah, because there's been like loads of talk on the internet about people being like, oh, well, she's involved as like an executive producer, so we're boycotting it. And like, uh, they oh. d- they done that with Hogwarts Legacy, the game, and in 24 hours it become the biggest game launch ever by tenfold, beating GTA <laughs> 5's launch weekend. Yeah, so... That speaks for itself, then, really. Yeah, no no one gives a fuck what people think. (laughs) People buy what they want and play what they want, including me, who was playing Hogwarts Legacy not that long before we recorded. (laughs) You sad little man. Um, (laughs) One of the next things I want to talk about briefly is the Meg 2, which has just had a poster drop, and I think we're supposed to be due a trailer any moment now. Um, This is going to Sharknado territory if ever I've seen it did you like the Meg no no I didn't I thought it was terrible no but apparently the sequel sees Meg fighting a Tyrannosaurus Rex from what they've, <laughs> they've had early releases in like some sort of cinema con or something like that I think it was cinema con where they've had like test screenings and stuff and apparently the Meg <laughs> fights a T-Rex no. so it, this is like Sharknado level kind of stuff <laughs> this might appear on the show if that's what happens. Yeah, and you've got Jason Statham 
fighting the pair of them, as far as I'm aware. Uh, not being funny. Real fight. The Meg, a T-Rex, or Jason Statham. Jason Statham is walking away from that unscathed. Without a doubt. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I want to talk about something that is... We're getting a sequel to one of Heather's favourite movies. So anybody listening who doesn't know who Heather is, that's my co-host on True Crime. Um, so one of Heather's favourite movies is Demon Wind. Have you seen that? I thought he was going to say Twilight for a minute. I it really is, thought it, that's where you were going. It, it, it is Twilight, but also Demon Wind. Have you seen Demon Wind? No, is that Twilight? No, it's an 80, 80s B-movie. Really oh. entertaining. You, you'll fully buy into that. Um, but after 30-odd years, it's now getting a sequel. Um, they announced it for crowdfunding about two weeks ago. It's halfway there. That's in pretty a, cool. In a fortnight. So it's going to happen. And uh, it's one of those that's like packed with practical effects, but they've gone, they've basically gone bollocks to the script. Don't give a fuck about the cast. All of that secondary, what we need is great practical effects. Everything else is just doesn't matter. It's one of those. You will fully love Demon Wind. Brilliant. And I if they get a sequel, if they get a sequel and they go the same route of like, let's cast whoever. You know that bloke we saw down the shop earlier? He could be the main guy. He's not going to need much. He's on minimum wage. If they go that way with it, I'm fully in for a sequel. That sounds perfect as far as I'm concerned. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other thing that's now in the writing stages, it was greenlit a while ago, but has now got writers attached to it, is Smile Part 2. Yeah, I'd seen that this has had a sequel coming up. Where, where do you stand on this? Because I went awfully. I loved Smile but I had reservations about certain elements of it. Yeah, as in the gangly, like, generic yeah. monster that everyone uses, that they used in Smile, they used in Barbarian. It's yeah. like a, what do we have for as a demon? I know, let's have... In fact, they've even used it in one of the Conjuring movies has had that kind of gangly demon as well. Yeah, it's a, it's a, it's a tired trope by, yeah. by today's standards, um, I'll be honest. Uh, I don't know. I don't know where you can go with that without just telling the same story again. It, it, there's nothing new you can do with that. You can't add any new elements. It's I get possessed. I kill someone in front of you. Then you get possessed. Or I kill myself in front of you. Then you get possessed. Unless it, you go down the origins route. But fucking hell, do we really need to do that? No, I, I kind of I, I think Smile is one of those movies that worked because it was so unique. And as a one-off standalone, it's great. Yeah, I think if you try and build it into a franchise, it's going to fall apart quite quickly. I think so. I think so. I think it's probably one of those where it's just the best left alone. Yeah. Um, I, I've got to say, what people don't know is before we start, we share a little bit of like kind of what we've got with news before we get going. So we make sure we don't clash. Um, <laughs> I've got a bit of news that I held back. And oh, I know, I know. Sound well for me. <laughs> Do you remember we had a conversation going back quite a while ago now about stinky fish? No, I don't remember what we talked about an hour ago. So you know, over that really stinky, like I don't know if it's Swedish or Norwegian fish. Oh yeah, come... yeah, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you was referring to a film then. Yeah, the actual no, no, like, no. Swedish and, fish stuff. Yeah, tip. and if I got Stu Marker back, I wouldn't have to do it. And there's a second part to that. If Megan appeared in Chucky season three, I wouldn't have to do it. But if I got yeah. both of those wrong, I would. Uh, there has been lots of rumours that 
Megan is almost confirmed as a bit part cameo in Chucky season three. I completely forgot we had this bet. You should not have brought this up. <laughs> Which looks like I may have dodged a bullet. And if I'd known no, that you'd forgotten you just all about reaffirmed it, the I... fact that you had to do this. <laughs> and if I hadn't mentioned it, I definitely would have dodged the bullet. And I wish I'd thought about that prior. <laughs> yeah, you really should have thought this through. Yes. Oh, that's fantastic. So you're doing the stinky fish in October. <laughs> it's possible now, yeah. But no, it looks like Megan may actually get a bit part cameo. Yeah, that's not happening. How are you feeling about doing Stinky Fish? <laughs> I don't know. I, 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 I don't eat fish anyway, or not very much. I'll have, like, battered fish. I'll eat prawns. But the rest of, like, anything out of the ocean, I'm kind of not that keen on. Calamari rings are all right. If it's battered, I'll eat it. <laughs> this is not battered, mate. This is straight guts and eels out of a tin. Yeah, I've... I think I'd have, if I have to do it, it will be filmed outside, away from my home. Yeah, you'll have to, because that will stink your house out for days. Maybe I, maybe I can come up and film it at your home. No, you're not bringing that shit in my house. <laughs> <laughs> Stupidly, have you said how much it is? No, I haven't looked. It's, it's like, expensive. It's like 35 quid a can. Is it really? Yeah. I, I will pay for it for you, don't worry. Oh, thanks a lot. <laughs> what yeah. a buddy. Yeah, I want to make sure this happens. I will I will foot the bill for this. <laughs> yeah, so it seems to be now that I'm doing two trials a year. It, it, we're one step away from being I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. <laughs> this is like the most ultimate I'm a celebrity, get me out of here challenge that you will have to do. How upset would you be if I just ate him? That was all right. You're definitely not going to do that. I know for a fact you're not going to. The fact that you just announced you don't like seafood as well makes it all the better. Uh, do you know the worst bit? The bit I don't like about seafood the most is the smell. Makes Brilliant. me gag. Brilliant. <laughs> um, moving on, my next bit of tidbit is the Mortal Kombat film. Do you remember the latest mm. iteration that we had? Where were you on that? Did we discuss that? Not on the air, we haven't. It's fabulous. I loved it. Right. Okay. Well, that's that good then. I was a bit mixed. I thought it would, I thought it had elements to it that were right and in keeping. But then again, same way with our previous episode that we've done recently about the latest Evil Dead, it was one of those where you could tell they were confined by what they had to work with. Um, yeah. But this is now a fully confirmed sequel and it's going to into filming in June. Well, that's interesting. Mm. That's really interesting. And now for me, given what they did in the first film, they kind of set this on the right path now to create a perfect sort of trilogy or quadrilogy of films because it basically didn't go into Mortal Kombat in the first one. No. They just sort of teed up what the arena was and what it contained and how it could be. If they execute this sequel well enough... And actually initiate Mortal Kombat. Yeah, but just initiate. Mm. They set themselves up to have a very, very solid sort of three or four movie... Yeah, because you have the third movie, which is Mortal Kombat has begun... And it ends in the balance where there's like, I don't know, three bouts left. Yeah, exactly. And then the final, yeah, then move, that... final movie, it all comes down to the final bout, which will be 
Liu Kang versus Shang Tsung. Yeah. And yeah, you, you've rounded it off perfectly. Exactly. So strategically, they're in a good position with what they've done with the first film, even though I don't think that was necessarily their intention to have it as reserved as they did. If uh, they pull off this sequel well enough, they could bag a third that could tie everything together and nicely yeah. round it all off, which I think would be good. And considering the situation we were in with the pandemic when the first one came out, if this gets a theatrical release and is successful, I think these could be a set of films that we will be talking about for many years to come. Yeah, and fun fact. So you know in the first one you had Sub-Zero and Scorpion? Mm-hmm. And the actor who plays Scorpion is considerably older than Sub-Zero. Yeah. Um, when they fought, they had to slow down the hand movement, or they had to ask the actor who plays Scorpion to slow down because the young martial artist couldn't keep up with him. Wow, that's cool. Really cool. And I've watched a couple of clips where you see them interviewing the guy who plays Sub-Zero, and he's like, I'm fast. He said, fast to the point I am arguably one of the fastest martial artists on the planet. He said, he makes me feel like I'm a white belt. He said, I cannot move as quick as him. I just can't. My body won't allow it. That's impressive. Yeah. Really really I'm I'm really, really excited for the sequel announcement, and I hope they execute it well. Yeah. Um, yeah, Someone request Mortal Kombat, because I think me and Mark talking about Mortal Kombat would be a great episode. I think so. Either this one or the very, very original one. Either way, I love them both. So, yeah, so do I. <laughs> Just not the not Mortal Kombat Annihilation, please. No, no, no. Uh, I don't know. I think we'd have fun with that. I think we'd have fun with that. <laughs> um, have you heard the latest announcement that the creators of Stranger Things are bringing out a new Supernatural series? Yeah, if I'm honest, I'm kind of done with them. I they sold their love- soul when they agreed to do lots and lots of spin-offs. Yeah, I agree with you on that front. But these are <laughs> this is like a new series that they're taking on on their own. Um not sort of necessarily spin-off based on their own stories. However, this sounds a lot like Stranger Things. So I'm gonna read you the synopsis that's currently out in the ether if, on the internet. If this starts route. with Girl with Special Powers, I'm done. Well, it's not far off. So the synopsis is, in a seemingly picturesque retirement community in the New Mexico desert, a group of unlikely heroes must band together to stop an otherworldly threat from stealing one thing they ha- they don't have, time. Now, it's said that the main focus of the cast is going to be younger actors, similar to what they've done in Stranger Things, and this is going to be set in a time period very reminiscent of the 80s and 90s. <laughs> so, so they're making Stranger Things again just with a new cast of new baddies? Pretty much Stranger Things, but time travel. Uh, I'm not interested at all. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 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 brothers, uh, you, are, you are on an extremely big high at the moment. People want you. You are doing well. There was even talk of them taking on a Marvel franchise at one point or another. You if know you the... do this and you replicate everything that you did in Stranger Things, you're done. This is the end of your career. <laughs> what they should have, they need, they should have finished Stranger Things season five last year and got it out, 
and they should have rolled straight in to redoing a Nightmare on Elm Street for New Line. That should have been their next step. Yeah, I agree. And from that, they would have cemented themselves as horror gold, and literally they could have picked any franchise, any horror movie, gone to a studio and gone, we'd like to remake Child's Play. We want to remake Halloween. We want to remake Candyman. And the studios would have gone, no problem. There's a big check for as much money as you need because we saw what you've done with Stranger Things and A Nightmare on Elm Street. Yeah. And again, I just think they're kind of backing themselves into a corner a little bit and repeating yeah. repeating history. It's something like, I, I love Stranger Things. I love it unconditionally. I think it's one of the best TV shows out there and I cannot wait for them to bring out season five. But it also has a lifespan. And the fact that this has got an end date feels right. Yeah. I don't want it to end, but I also know that it should end in order to keep the 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 sort of reputation that that franchise has as it stands at the moment. If they tire this out for another five or six seasons, eventually everyone's going to get bored of it, similar to what people did with The Walking Dead. Yeah. And I think this is something that they're doing the right move by calling it a day where they are now. Yeah, we've got I agree. a couple of, we've got what is season five split over two seasons, so we'll get yeah. season five and five point five or whatever you want to call it. Um yeah, you draw it out over another two years, but still we all know that that's the sort of final run. Yeah. But then if you just come off the back of that and repeat the same thing again, but with a different element thrown in the mix, you yeah. just you're just kind of treading the same ground and people are gonna get bored with that, and that's limiting your availability as creators to what you can do because you'll be pigeonholed yeah um, not being funny as an audience i don't like being treated like an idiot if i've bought in and i've watched all of stranger things i don't want to watch stranger things 2.0 with a new younger cast set in the 80s telling a very similar story just with the element of time travel involved i'm not interested i've seen it seen it seen it and again the thing is with these guys as well is like they have a writing technique. They have a style of writing and a style of character development that you can only use so many times in, in, in confines to one set and sort of category. Yeah. Like the way they've done it now, Frank granted, if they took what they've done with stranger things and then applied that to an adult cast, the dynamic between them all would be very different and the, adult, the the content of the writing would be a lot more adult-based and the conversation types would be different. But the fact that they're sort of pigeoning this as being something very reminiscent of what Stranger Things is, yeah, the chances are it's just going to turn out the same. Yeah, which doesn't mean it's going to be bad, but it does mean I'm probably not going to watch it. Yeah, and at the moment they'll probably have studio executives coming up to them and be like, everybody loves Stranger Things. Do Stranger Things again. Yeah. And they're getting money thrown in their face and they're like, yeah, oh, okay, we'll do that. Yeah. It's uh, not a smart business move right now. No, but to be fair, if it was you and me and they went, everyone loved the fact that you'd done Sharknado 3. We want you to review Sharknado 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10 on the back and then we're going to make another movie and we want you to review that. And here's yeah. a load of money. We would sell our soul in a second. Yeah, I'm in. Yeah, <laughs> so am I. I. I get it. I get it. But there needs to be a point where they realise that that might not be the best call. 
No, I agree. I think it's time for them to change direction for the sake of their careers, if anything else. Yeah, or take on something completely different, I don't know. Do a remake of Weekend at Bernie's. No, I think I think given their skill set, they're best suited to the supernatural, sci-fi, horror-esque. But I would prefer them to go for something fully horror. Yeah, or take something like Poltergeist and amp it up a gear. Could yeah. you imagine what they could do with a family dynamic in Poltergeist with their writing ability? Yeah, that would be cool. That would yeah. work quite well. Do yeah. Goonies. Do Goonies. Oh, Do Goonies. The Goonies. That would be awesome. Give them Lost Boys. They could do an awesome Lost Boys. No, we've already got a remake of The Lost Boys coming. Yeah. That's... <laughs> the, the, do you want to know what year it's set in? Have you heard? No. Okay, so the remake of The Lost Boys is set in 2023 and will come out in 2024. It's modern time. Uh, Apparently one of the ways they're going to hunt is using Tinder. Yeah, okay, I'm off already. (laughs) What I hope is we get a vampire sat in like his lair scrolling Tinder and on the radio behind him is going, little sister I just don't understand how you could do something like that and keep it relevant enough to the audience that love it do you know what I mean like it's going to have to go down a really comedic path no, in they, order to keep that stuff they are going deadpan serious with this they're just making what they apparently what they've done is they've taken what the Lost Boys done that tried to encapsulate everything that was the 80s and they've done that again now to try and encapsulate everything that is now but everything now is shit. Yeah, it is. <laughs> so they, they're not going to have any heating because they can't afford it. Um, yeah, what are they going to do? Talk about energy crisis and fucking <laughs> Russia invading Ukraine. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I'm sure when it does come out next year, it'll end up on the show. I'm sure, I'm sure. But in other news, we have the announcement that The Exorcist is titled The Exorcist Believer. Do you know why they called it Believer? Because nobody believes in Gordon Green right now. (laughs) No, because the studio execs believe that Gordon Green can fix this. He can fix this. He's already destroyed one franchise. Let's not let him do it to another. I I reckon he could, if he fucks this up, he will forever be known as the franchise killer. Yeah. He should get a jail sentence for it. <laughs> Maybe he could do, like, I don't know, what other movies do we love? Maybe he could, like, do Candyman next. <laughs> or Hellraiser or Child's Play. Give him, give him the Child's Play franchise. Let him fuck that up as well. Speaking of Hellraiser, why have we not had an announcement yet that we're getting a sequel to the latest installment? Because we're not, because it was shit and it flopped. Oh, that's a shame. It was terrible. It was. And it wasn't. <laughs> it wasn't. It wasn't at the same time, though. Like, it, again, it, that came out in a pre pandemic era, and that was like straight to streaming and budget constraints and all the rest of it. And I feel like when these films came out in that time period, we not a lot of people gave them the credit they deserved, given what they had to work with. And the and the budgetary issues they had to deal with because this wasn't given the standard sort of his 
40 his 20 40 million dollars god no it was a it was a hulu original but i had it fucked around with the law too much and it messed around with too many ideas and it had too many additional plot points that weren't required it it was just convoluted mess and they they overcomplicated it and i'll be honest come like three quarters of the way through i i wasn't invested in any character i didn't care I think that's no, where it, I drifted off. Yeah, the, there wasn't a, for a, any movie to work for me. There's got to be a character, or even better, two or three characters that I either identify with or I root for. And in that, I didn't care about any of them. Like they could have killed even the main girl. They could have killed her and Ardigan. Oh well. Yeah, I've only seen it the once since it came out. I do need to give it a second watch, but mm, it was all right. Yeah, it, it, it was okay, but I don't know if it's sequel-worthy. But I feel like any film within reputable franchises, such as Hellraiser, Candyman, Child's Play, even the Child's Play remake, that didn't go down with, well with too many people. I would still take a sequel for that. I would love a sequel for that. I would love a crossover with that and Child's Play. The original. What, OG... Charles Player and Buddy. Yeah, but Buddy and Chucky on the screen together would be absolute gold. Brad Dorf and Mark Hamill. Yeah. Voicing those two characters in like a final fight between the two Chuckies. Yeah. Yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. Both, Same both, bad. I would take it. Yeah, both dropping one liners. Chucky saying things like fucking cheap Chinese knockoff. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fully on board for that. Yeah, yeah, I would take that. But again, like I say, it's just one of them. I just feel like they should give more time to films such as that. That, especially when like, we have eight Sharknados. Not just even eight Sharknados, but when you go back to franchises such as Halloween or Jason or even Friday, uh, even Nightmare on Elm Street, they were churning out shit year after year, and they're literally churning out shit year after year. But people were buying into it and people were paying tickets. And it's like, they haven't even given the chance. Because, like, the first one comes out and it's not necessarily... These days, everything is a case of, right, if it's not a smash, it's not getting a sequel. Yeah. But you put the first one out and, like, the first Child's Play remake that came out wasn't necessarily a massive box office hit. But eventually, everybody got around to watching it. And it was quite favourable among fans. People yeah. didn't hate it. No, I liked it. But it's all about the numbers. So because people didn't give it that attention the first time around, they was like, oh, no, fuck it. Yeah. But whereas if they'd give it that chance to have a sequel, I think like with stuff like this, you need to give them at least a second chance. Yeah. After, I... after a duration in order to be able to, to really get a, get an idea of what people want and don't want. And especially when they're churning out like fucking 24 conjuring films and, this and the other yeah. I feel like but the that, Conjuring films are a prime example that, that, they're the that kind of films me, that come out year and year after year brings me on to my another bit of news is the Conjuring 4 has now been titled and it's called Last Rites nobody cares I'm hoping it is the last movie as they've titled it Last Rites oh yeah is this the one with Patrick Wilson yeah Patrick Wilson and Vera Farmiga yeah they're the I don't care for these films at all. Chris, Christian Avengers. We, we've, I've done two on the show on my own. 
we've never done a conjuring movie i would love you to do the conjuring three because you'd just be you'd spend the entire episode angry and it would be so entertaining to listen to most probably i don't care for these films i don't really care for the sinister films i don't really care for what's the other one insidious i don't I, that that's not really my wheelhouse when it comes to what i seek in horror films yeah because insidious is getting another one as well i think insidious five or six or whatever number yeah there's on. a lot of trailers kicking about that's another patrick wilson fucking effort but again they all just blend into one for me yeah yeah, there's no in that James Wan universe. There's no big standout. For example, you got Saw Ten coming. Exactly. What, what What's your thoughts on Saw Ten? Interested or not? I haven't seen any past part two. I don't think because Tobin Bell's back and they killed him in part two or three. What? Why? <laughs> I don't know. So I I done a TikTok where I was going. They're bringing him back. I don't know how this is going to work. As someone, well, it's set between part two and three. I was like, okay, that's great, but how can you set it between part two and three? That come out in two thousand and five and two thousand and six. This guy is almost twenty years older now. How could you make him look like he did then? Oh, well, they do what me... they do in that meme where they just put him in a baseball cap backwards. That's exactly what they've done for flashback scenes in Saw. I admire <laughs> yeah, them. I've seen that. that. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I don't know. I just don't care for it. I really don't care for it. Um, especially when these films, like you say, such as the Child Play remake and Hellblazer remake and films like that, that you could take a smidgen of the budget that you're pumping into these kind of films and yeah. you could get you could get something even half decent. Yeah. As horror fans, I think we, we accept quarter decent. Don't need to be half decent. We'll, we'll swallow quarter decent. Yeah. My next bit of tidbit while we're on the conversation of franchise revitalations is the Twisted Metal film that's coming out. Have you Is this you played the, the game? The old PlayStation game where it's just like you've got Cars like with a, guns. Yeah, clown truck and yeah. Yeah. Yeah, well, this is getting a movie adaptation. Anthony Mackie, who plays the Falcon thing in Marvel films, he's he's going to be the titular character in these films. Um, I just don't know where this is going to lie or where it's going to fall within the genre because obviously these games are awesome as fuck. Yeah, so, they were. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I just don't know how you could market that into a film without it being Fast and the Furious, but dystopian. Yeah, because uh, from my memory of the game, and don't get me wrong, it's been a long time since I played this, is you picked a car, someone else picked a car, there's like five or six cars, and you just drove around and shot at each other. Pretty much, yeah. That is yeah. exactly it. So where have they managed to derive a plot and a story to sit with that? This is going to be Death Race all over again. Exactly. That is exactly what it's going to be. And I don't know. There's been a lot of talk about it being like horror. I just can't see how it is. There's a lot of movies at the moment that are saying, oh, it's, oh what I saw, I saw something the other day and someone's like, it's very horror centric. It's not horror then, is it? There's no. a were- Werewolf by Night is the one that was very horror centric. And don't get me wrong. Werewolf by Night is a fucking masterpiece of a, a program. But... It's not a horror movie. No, and I don't think this is going to be either. No, it's just a, it's an action movie. Then they're saying uh, they use the terms like 
horror-centric or horror-focused to drag the likes of you and me who played Twisted Metal as a kid and like horror movies going, oh, this is great. I'm getting a Twisted Metal horror movie. And then we're going to get, I don't know, the rock-level action movie. Yeah, I think that's what it's going to be. um... Yeah, it's going to be The Fast and the Furious. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. which is a shame because it would play quite well to have it take that dark, gritty turn to it. Yeah, if they were going to remake any game into a movie, they need to do Soul Reaver. That would be cool. That would be awesome. Soul Reaver and the Legacy of Kane. Make that into a series of horror movies and I'm fully in. While we're on the topic of games that should be made into horror films, what about Abe's Odyssey? That would be amazing. Could you imagine making a horror film based on Abe's Odyssey? Yeah. I I would be in the cinema day that released. Or the other one that I used to love was um, Shadow Man. Yeah, Shadow Man was cool. Yeah, where his son had like been taken to the underworld and he could cross into the underworld using his teddy and yeah. he'd complete certain trials and then he'd get like a, a special glowing tattoo that would allow him to walk on lava or <laughs> jump super high. It was a great game. And that would make an awesome horror movie. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff out there that they could be utilising to make into fantastic video game adaptations, and they're just focusing on the wrong stuff as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I agree completely. When do we get our job in Hollywood where we can go, don't make that, make this? Yeah, we should be executive producers. Um, My final bit of news for this evening is one of the best bit of news is that I've heard news is. Is news is the right thing? Is now we make words yeah. on the show, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. I'm Welcome to newses. Welcome to newses. So, the best bit of news is that I've had all well, probably all year to be honest with you, is that Black Mirror is finally getting its season six debut in June. Can I don't say something? You don't like Black Mirror, meh, it's okay. It's not okay, it's fucking groundbreaking. Ah, uh, is it though? Yeah, it is. Is it or is it just taking... I will fight you. I will fight you now. Is it or is it just taking things that were created in programs like or movies like The Matrix and giving it a a slightly more horror-centred view of that? Like, clearly you've never watched Black Mirror. You should not be involved in this conversation. (laughs) (laughs) This is not fucking taking simplified situations like that and making them horror. This is revolutionary stuff the stories and the and the, the the things that they take throughout these certain episodes are just mesmerizing and and truly otherworldly the way that they play them out it, it's honestly phenomenal it really is. Wa- it's one of the best pieces of of programming there i is, watched I season one probably episode one two and three and checked out I would recommend you go back and watch season four and five. These are anthology based, so you don't need to watch them in any particular order. Yeah, um, it, it just, it, I don't know, it just didn't, I, I heard everyone rave. I'll be honest, I missed it when it released and I was kind of like, oh, I'll get round to that. And then everyone was like, well, season two and season three and everyone's like losing their minds. I was like, oh, I'm going to watch it. I'll see what all the hope is about. I watched the first one and comment. Uh, I watched it's, the, it's only uh, grown. Seasons, I, I, I'll be honest. I done the kind of oh, I've watched one. I didn't like it, but that that's not fair. I can't judge it based on one episode. That's like the pilot. No. So I watched the second one, and I was a bit like, mm. 
Then I watched but the even third. then, I still don't think you could judge it based on that. Like I say, it's an anthology, and you might find that you could watch an entire season, but you only like three episodes. But those three episodes that you like might be the three episodes that somebody else might hate out of a six-episode six season. I would say yeah. go and check out, I think it's season four or five, the San Jupiter episode. Phenomenal. Yeah. Well, there's, one, there's one where it's got Kurt Russell's son in, and he goes for like this dream sequence thing where they implant this thing into him. It's basically like he feels like he's been under for like 10 years, but when really he's been under for less than a second. And due oh, to the that, experience, this that's hardy, quite cool. Man, honestly, some of the stuff they do in some of these episodes, especially in the later series, is just fucking mind-blowing. There's one in like the last series, which is season five, which had Miley Cyrus in it. And I know you might eye-roll at the fact that Miley Cyrus is in it, but it's one of the best episodes of the season. I like really, really cool. And they take the idea of having like these sort of like Alexa based products in your house, but she implements it into a doll. And it's like, because she's like a major pop star. um, So everybody wants this doll, which is voiced by her. Okay. Oh, man, honestly, I'm proper underselling it. It's really, really cool stuff. I would start at season five and work your way back in order to be able to pass an opinion on this. Okay, well, like you, you made a promise that you'd watch something. You'll watch Pearl. I'll watch, I'll tell you what I'll do. I'll watch a couple of episodes from season four and a couple of episodes from season five by the time we come back, and I'll give you a yeah. a fresh outlook on it. Uh, you saying about Black Mirror, though, reminded me of something I saw earlier. You know the Sims video game? Mm-hmm. The next generation of Sims video game, all of the Sim characters you create will have AI. That's weird. They will have the ability to become conscious and ask you questions about their existence and ask you questions about how, or basically question how you're running their life. This is Black Mirror. <laughs> that That's like so weird. And like they're saying that it could reach a point where the Sims are clever enough to create programs within a program where they will play a version of the Sims within the Sims. That's just weird, man. That's... I don't like where technology is going, I'll be honest with you. Scary, isn't it? Yeah, really, really freaky. <laughs> We're still working on audio with no video. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, I've got nothing else for news. No, I think that's a good place to call it a day. Yeah, so thank you very much for, for listening. Uh, quite a packed news, and I'm sure you've noticed not a huge talking about mine and mark's life and that's because it's gone midnight here now uh, and we've recorded this on the back of evil dead rise and i'll be honest i'm quite tired i'm ready for bed yeah uh, we're not going together in case anyone's curious we can do if you'd like it's a fucking long drive i don't think i'd make it i'd fall asleep at the wheel <laughs> <laughs> where's the cuddles on there i'm a good cuddler uh, you strike me as a good cuddler are you the big spoon or the little spoon it depends on the mood yeah, see, I, I tend to be the big spoon. I, I tend to be the big spoon, and then when Lisa falls asleep, I abandon the spoon position and adopt the fetal position the other side of the bed. Oh, yeah, I always go for fetal as soon as I can. Yeah, I... I, I you, you do that where you get into bed and you have to start off. Yeah, I, I end up... You know the way, like, a dog would sleep at the end of the bed? I kind of end up like that, but up near my pillow. That's how I sleep. <laughs> 
like curled with my head tucked between my knees. <laughs> Maybe that's why you don't sleep so much. This is possible. Um, but on that lovely bombshell, oh, as a Top Gear reference, that's twice we've done that. Gambon yeah. Corner and on that bombshell. <laughs> top Gear are coming for me, copyright theft. Uh, no, it's been cancelled now. There is no more Top Gear, is it? Oh, okay. Well, on that bombshell, <laughs> we will catch you next time. Cheers, guys. Thanks for listening. See you later. Welcome to my nightmare. How are you not dead? I have no idea. They're always after me, lucky charms. Like that's going to happen? No, it's not. You want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers? I want the truth. You can't handle the truth. Look what I got. I got a jar of dirt. I got a jar of dirt. And guess what's inside it? It's The first rule of Fight Club is you do not talk about Fight Club. The second rule of Fight Club is what's your favorite scary movie? You are Elastigirl! Somebody, please get this man a gun. Seventh rule. Fights will go on as long as they have to. Fatality. Hadouken! If you're referring to the incident with the dragon, I was barely involved. What's the matter, Sydney? You look like you've seen a ghost.